And as you take your seats, I want you to think, uh, if you can, do you remember those, um, remember those career tests in school they used to take, make us take? Did you ever take one of those? Do you remember what you were supposed to do with your life? Anybody? Anybody doing what that test said they were supposed to do? No? You want to guess what mine was supposed to be? Ah, rock star. Watch out. Hey. Watch out. I got something even better for you. I was supposed to be a bartender. And let me tell you, sisters and brothers, some days. <laughs> yeah. There was also one point where I wanted to be a professional wrestler, too, but I'm going to not just think about that part of my life. Actually, the first serious job I actually considered was in banking. I had this idea that I was going to be this big-time banker, Wall Street, all that business, make a lot of money. And then I took my first accounting class and said, me and numbers don't mix, right? <laughs> so then I thought about computer science, right? So I started studying computer science, going to be a computer programmer. But then I was convinced that I was going to be a teacher. So I was beginning to get all that situated so I could become a teacher uh, with our kids. And then one Sunday night, I was sitting in church, and I had a lot of things in between, but I got this overwhelming feeling that what I was supposed to do is actually what I'm doing right now. Now, I'll tell you, initially, I thought, oh, God wants me to do this holy work, right? God has set me apart to do this special holy work, because we all know there's nothing holy about being a teacher, See what I did there? See, I, I think, sisters and brothers, we need to change your mind a little bit. To be sure, the Bible doesn't talk about computer programmers and professional wrestlers and bartenders. But it does talk about a harvest of God that needs some laborers. And I think if we're going to better understand what God, God's harvest means, we might have to change our mind about what our work really means. Now, by work, I don't mean like the work you do here at church. I mean work, work. That place you go and you spend 40 plus hours of your life or 30, 40 plus years of your life, day in and day out, where you go and you work and you work and you work to get a paycheck that barely covers your bills. I'm talking about work, about that place where you've got crazy coworkers. Or inconsiderate bosses or customers where everything was done, was supposed to be done yesterday. I'm talking about that work. If we could change the way we think about work, I'm convinced we'll have a better understanding of what God's harvest truly is. Here's a question I want to start you with. What if we could see our work? What if you could see your work as ministry? What if God actually puts you there to be in kingdom ministry? Now, first, we're going to have to understand and make sure we, under, we, we all have the same understanding of what kingdom ministry is. Would you agree that Jesus understood his work, his kingdom work? 
I think so. And as Matthew tells us, he's going from town to town, place to place, and he's preaching and teaching the kingdom of God, and he's curing every disease and everything that people need from him. So I think he understands, first and foremost, that his priority is to be a kingdom preacher and a kingdom teacher. Maybe you'd say a kingdom doer, because that's the message that is so important to Jesus, the kingdom of God. I even, though, wonder, knowing Jesus' humanity and all that kind of stuff, I wonder if he also realized this is a lot of work. In our text today, a very short text, Jesus sees all these people, and Matthew says he has compassion on them. Right? But, but I also have to wonder if he's seeing all these people, he's thinking, where does it end? Look at all these people. The last time we were at, all those people that were there. Everywhere I go, there are these crowds of people. People, people, people. And I wonder if he has some point where he looks at his disciples and says, how do we keep up? But of course, we know that he actually said that. What we do know, he says, is pay attention, right? Because the harvest of God is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So I think what we have to see is Jesus understanding that the work that he set out to do was indeed kingdom work. And kingdom work should be a priority for us as well. Kingdom work should be what we seek out to do with our lives. Not because, oh, we're supposed to be at certain places and we're supposed to do certain things, but because it was important to Jesus. And if we call ourselves Christians, we call ourselves little Christ, people who follow Jesus, if it's important for Jesus, it's important for us. Now, what we understand about the kingdom of God, and I don't know how much you've thought about it, but I'm going to tell you one thing that I think if you, if you take this, this one fact about the kingdom of God, you will understand so much of it. And that fact is this, the kingdom of God brings change. The kingdom of God brings change. You know, that's why we repent, right? When, when Jesus says repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, what he's saying is there's a whole other way of thinking, of being, of doing. And you have to repent. You have to change your mind in order to follow through with it. Because the kingdom of God brings change. We can't see the kingdom around us if we don't first recognize that inside of us that needs to be changed. So Jesus sees all these people. Matthew says he looks on them with compassion. He sees them as being helpless. He sees them as being harassed. And I think part of what he is saying is when he heals them, when he tells them that your faith has made you well, when he says you have the kingdom right before you, what he's saying is the kingdom is bringing change to who and what you are right here right now. You were helpless before, but you're not helpless anymore. You've been changed. Y'all with me? The kingdom of God brings change. Listen to me, sisters and brothers. The kingdom of God is not motivational speaking. I'm not here to make sure you feel good about things. I'm here to make sure we know about the kingdom of God. You see, you could come in and I could tell you something nice, but it probably won't bring any change to who we are. 
That's not the kingdom of God. You may remember uh, some of John the Baptist's disciples. They make their way to Jesus. John is in jail, and I think he's kind of worried. Like, man, is all this working out the way it's supposed to? I'm in jail. What's going on? So John the Baptist sends his disciples to Jesus, and he tells them to ask Jesus, you know, are you the one, man? Are you, are you Really? Because I'm kind of worried right now. And, and I want to remind you what Jesus said to, to John's disciples. He told them, you go tell John this. Go and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. You know what he just said? Things changed. And what he told John the Baptist is when you feel like you're not following God's will, when you don't know if it's the kingdom of God or not, look for the change. If you can see the change, it's kingdom. If you can't see change, maybe it's something else. Y'all with me, church? Because, I mean, we all know. We all know some of the reputation the church has when it comes to change. Don't we? But the kingdom of God brings. You don't want to say it as loud now, do you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See how that works? One time um, I had a, I had a coach in high school. Uh, he always told us, and I don't know why he would tell us, that some of y'all are just going to be knuckleheads forever. But when you're ready to start working, when you don't know where to start, he would think, <laughs> this was his life advice, all right? Go find a funeral home. Go work at a funeral home. People die every day. You'll always have work. Okay. And actually, I had a chance a few years ago to um, do a little bit of work with a mortician. Now, let me tell you, I'm just going to say, say it like this. I've seen too many scary movies, all right? So here I am, and we're going through this whole process, and I remember asking, brother, how do you do this, man? I say it's simple. This is my ministry to the family. What if your work could be your ministry? What if you could see what you do as God's kingdom ministry? Are there things in the life of the people that you work with that could use change? Only if they're people, amen? What if God gave you your work as your kingdom ministry? I'm going to suggest to you that maybe God has. That those aren't just cranky co-workers or stubborn bosses. That they aren't just rude customers. That those are children of God who need the kingdom just as much as we do. And if we could change our mind about work, maybe that change will come. So a couple things I want you to take with you. If, if you're going to be willing to consider your work... As kingdom ministry, um, first, you might have to change your attitude when you work. You might have to not be so willing to join in all the work chatter around the water cooler. Y'all with me? 
Because nobody's going to believe if you're, you're a kingdom representative, if all you're doing is talking about Shirley and her business. I don't know any Shirley. I am just thought of the name real quickly, right? So you might have to change your attitude. The second thing, if you're going to, do, if you're going to consider your work as kingdom ministry, you're going to have to do your work with integrity and with excellence. People need to see you as a Christian, as a body of Christ. Man, when, when you work, when she works, when he works, wow, they do good work. You can depend on them. You can trust in them. They don't get involved in all the other stuff. And that, that is a light, sisters and brothers. That is a witness to the world. Because I, I've worked in regular jobs before, right? Unholy jobs before. And people are messy, aren't they? We have a higher calling. And then I'm going to tell you, pray. What if when you pulled into the parking lot, before you turned off the keys and the air conditioning, because it sure is hot outside, what if you said a prayer for your boss? What if you said a prayer for your coworkers? What if you already prayed, Lord, give me the strength to not go off on this first customer that gets crazy? What if you pray in a way that makes a kingdom difference? Dolly Parton once said, working nine to five, what a way to make a living. It's also a way to make a ministry. And it just might be God has put you where you are in your work to be in kingdom ministry. Sisters and brothers, there's nothing more holy than that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God.